weather girl. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready, all your lonely girls, and leave those umbrellas at home. So I assume we've started. I have started. Thank you so much for your concern. Um, I meant started the podcast, not started recording. The podcast has been started. Good. Um, guys, I have something to tell you all. On the night of Friday, 8th of June, I was just enjoying my night, drinking a glass of Moscato. It was $8 for the whole bottle. Oh, God. Yep. And I decided to spill that glass in my drunken rage <laughs> all over my laptop, which is a top-of-the-range MacBook Pro, a late 2016 model with a touch bar. I got it all over the logic board, mm. all over everything else. Um, so I did a fantastic job and I destroyed everything that was on it. Um, I thought that I had added our episode of Gili to the cloud, but alas, I had not. And I realized that far too late when I opened up my new laptop that I bought two days later and yes. realized that it was not in the cloud as I thought it was. So that being said, Gili has escaped us once again. Yes, this would be the second time that it has escaped our clutches and that we <laughs> have had to endure watching it and then talking about it and then lost it. Look, I but uh, this it's, it's so kind cursed. of fitting. It's fitting. It would have been even more fitting if we were haunted by some sort of Sandler movie. But Gili Gili yeah. can do. <laughs> I just hope that I never, ever watch that movie again. Well, you know, who knows? Season three, we may have to. <laughs> Season three, when we return with a new name, <laughs> a new look, new segments, but the same fucking movie. <laughs> um, look, this this week we decided to go on our, what we call a sandless sabbatical mm. here at the podcast. Yeah. Um, with um, podcast enemy number one, Adam Sandler. He is... The worst. The we worst. We all hate him. I hate him. <laughs> You're just copying what I say. Yes. You'll like that video of um <laughs> Star and Nanny yes. MUA. Yes. Where he's like, oh my God, it's so pigmented. So pigmented. Yes. You have no idea me. what I'm talking no, about. No, I do. It's on, yes, I I could link you to the video. Thank you very much. Oh. Okay. Shall we launch into this movie? I yes. Oh, of- actually, you know what? Mm. Can I just mention, it's not a bad movie, but I'm going to mention it anyway. So last night I went and saw Adrift Mm -hmm. um, featuring Old Mate from the Fifty Shades of Grey's uh, franchise. Jamie Dornan? Yes. Maybe. Maybe not. That's him. You know what? He's not from, he wasn't. It was some other British guy. Oh. Was it Tom Hardy? The whole time I thought it was the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) And it's not. It's Sam Claffin. Claffin. That's I think name. I've heard of him. He was in The Hunger Games oh. and Me Before You. And oh. now he's adrift. Oh. Claflin? Claflin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, look, they're very similar looking. Yes, British guy. Any hoodle, it was pretty good. At the start, I was like, ugh. And then I was like, oh. And then the plot twist came and I was like, ooh. Um, and then it was pretty good. So I recommend anyone. It's it's a mum flick. 
you take your mum to go see it and it's actually enjoyable for the dads too. Um, did you go with Madonna? I did not go with Madonna. I went with my cousin. Oh my goodness. But Madonna would have loved it. So that comes out on the 28th. We went and saw a preview. Fabulous. I also saw a movie. I saw oh, Ocean's see? 8. Oh, what'd you think? I fucking loved it. Excellent. I don't think you could really make me not like that movie. I mean, it's got Rihanna, who's my best friend. Okay, of the eight, who was the shining star? Rihanna. How Rihanna. can you even say that? Okay, well, you know. Look, okay, no, okay, look. I love Sandra Bullock. She's fantastic. Yeah, She's and Kate Blanchett. so good. Kate Blanchett, friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Paulson. I just love her. Yeah. Everything she does. Her wig looked fantastic. Helena Bonham Carter, I found that she didn't really shine. It was a bit of a it wasn't cruisy a ride for, for her. her. Yeah, yeah, she just kind of coasted and I was a little bit sad, but it was fine. Um, Anne Hathaway was fantastic. Fan-bloody-tastic. I thought she was great. She was so annoying, but that was the character. She was so good and... She made that character perfect, like that awful person, right down to the fucking French tip acrylics that were way too thick. Yes. I was like, this is the celebrity that I would hate. Like, she nailed it. She absolutely nailed it. I love it. Um, It was really good. I thought it was really good. Um, Mindy Kaling was fantastic. Um, Of course. But, yeah, Rihanna was just, just the star for me. You can't. You can't do something and put Rihanna in it and expect me not to gravitate towards Rihanna. Yeah. I love her with all of my heart. Yeah. I'm just sad that she didn't do a song for the movie. I wish she had. Uh, Yeah. I get the feeling that that's something maybe she wants to not do. Like if she's in a film, she wants to maybe just act. I don't know. That could be. I have no idea. Yeah. Look. But a, a, a song by Rihanna for this film would have been badass. It would have been so good, but I loved it. I thought the soundtrack was great. Um, aside from that, there was Bossy by Khalees, which I adore that song. Mm. There was um, Nancy Sinatra, Boots Are Made For Walking, which I love, and I thought yes. that was perfect for the movie. I of thought it course. was directed nicely. I thought it was kind of um, fun, and they made it really, like, I don't know, cartoonish in a way. It was really, really fun. You could tell that everyone was having a fun time doing the movie. I liked. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, shall we jump on into one of the worst movies ever? Some alien life force has sent real life video games to attack us. So we've got today Pixels by the famous Adam Sandler. Well, not by but from his amazing production company. Whatever it's called. Happy Madison. Happy Madison. Happy Madison. Happy Gilmore. I don't know. Something like that. Happy Madison and no, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison makes Happy Madison. Oh, oh yes. We've discussed this, but I just. Yeah, we have. Look, Um, it was released in 2015 and it was based off a short film. Did you know that? I saw that in the credits. Yes. And And I I thought, wow. And I watched the short film because it's only two minutes long. Oh. And it's on, um, what's the, sh- uh, Vimo? Vemo? V- something. Vivo? Yes. Vimeo. 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 That's it. I was like Vivo. <laughs> yeah. And Venmo wasn't right either. Uh, 
So, Pixels, initial thoughts, Sophia. Um, this film was made in 2015. Yes, a recent classic. I thought that was really funny because it was obviously before the election. Yes. So it was probably filmed in like, you know, 2014 mm-hmm. and then released in 2015. So it's clearly, you know, um, before the 2016 election where all hell broke loose and we broke into the timeline that we currently live in. Yes, the Trump era. At the same time, it's almost worse, the idea of Kevin James being president. (laughs) I was thinking this. almost good. I would rather have Kevin James as president, but I also wouldn't. Because someone in the movie at one point says, you're my second favorite president, Mm. Obama's still my bro, or something like that. Yeah, because he was black, and I was like, you know what, fair. So I was like, in this universe, Kevin James is the Trump? Kind of thing, like he's, he's the president, but he's, not just a president. He's a great president. Yes. Well, he's well, at the end of the he movie. started off being shit, but then yes. he was really good at the end, and everyone loved him. And it was like, does everyone love him, or is the media just saying everyone loved him? Like, I was seeing parallels. I'm really traumatized by the Trump administration. So, um. I was, I don't know. I didn't know who to believe. Yeah. (laughs) This is a fucking movie. So I did note that down in my notes in all caps, Kevin James is the president when I realized he was the president. And then I was like, yeah, I was just like, this movie was not made before 2016. There's no no way. And you know what? Initial thoughts for me going back, 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 back when it was still a trailer. And I was like, this is actually a really interesting idea. And I had always liked the Futurama episode, which is basically the same as this. When they go into the internet? No, not not that oh, one. Where I love that Literally, one. games come down from the earth and attack. Um, so I always liked that. And I was like, you know, maybe it's good. But then it was like, okay, this film is getting led by an Adam Sandler crew. Mm. And uh, by that, I mean the the cast, obviously, not the actual crew. I don't know who <laughs> is leading the crew. Um, but It's a then, one-man show. It's Adam Sandler is every cast member and every crew member in different prosthetics. Honestly. And, look, I actually really like uh, Peter Dinklage. And I was like, when he was in it, but then he was playing such a weird role. Like, what was uh, his accent? Well, he's supposed to be American, right? But, like, I No, I thought it was British, and then I thought it was South African, then I thought it was Austrian. Like, I just couldn't tell what it was. Interesting. Because he puts on a bad British accent for Game of Thrones. I just can't tell where he's from anymore. He's American, right? He's American, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he in an Australian movie, or am I just making that up in my head? I can't remember. I wouldn't Um, But did you notice that every Adam Sandler movie opens with a flashback? Yes. Like and every single ups. one does. And they always yeah. use kids that resemble and you can always pick them. I mean, I yeah, guess that's the joke maybe. Se- yeah. I but guess. it's like, okay, yeah, so Kevin James is the fat young kid. And it's yeah. always around the age of 13 that they flash back to. Yeah, which is a real insight into Adam Sandler. I feel like something <laughs> really bad must have happened to him at that age. But, like, that's my boy. It happened. Grown-ups, it happened. Jack and Jill. Yes. Oh, my God. Every single one opens with a flashback. I've just had this huge revelation. Um, mm. and I kind of noticed that right off the bat. Oh, um, should I 
you want me to read a quick synopsis just for anyone, well, everyone who hasn't seen this because we hope that everyone hasn't seen it? Yeah, try and make it as simple to understand as you can while I eat this gherkin. Okay, you go for go for Wait, gold, girl. All right. So, <laughs> when aliens intercept video feeds of a classic arcade games and misinterpret them as a declaration of war, they attack Earth, using the games as models. Knowing that he must employ a similar strategy, President Will Cooper, played by Kevin James, recruits his childhood pal, former video game champ and home theatre installer Sam Brenner, played by Adam Sandler, to lead a team of old-school arcade players and a military specialist, Michelle Monaghan, in an all-out battle to save the planet. I wasn't sure how to pronounce her last name then, but she's the really hot wife that Monaghan? is a staple. Mono- Monaghan? I think it's Monaghan. Monaghan? So you'd be just ignoring the G? Got it. Yeah, I, well, it's it's Irish. You oh. ignore every consonant. It's just mad. <laughs> <laughs> and even Siobhan, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great synopsis. I thought that was that was pretty much the... Thank you. Thank you, Google, for that. I did not fucking... <laughs> Thank you, Google. As if I could spit that out. I can hardly spit out words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, so can that be a this, new segment where I read a thing and you eat a gherkin over the top of it? Absolutely, <laughs> I'm 100 percent on board with that. Um, or we could just take turns and eat. Various oh yeah, foods. I'll get a gherkin next time. Of course. Yeah. Um, oh my god, no! We should eat something, and then after you finish, you should like try and guess what food we ate. Oh yes. Okay. okay. Well, this is obviously knew it was a gherkin because I told you. But next time we're doing that. Um, oh God, I'm such a genius. Okay. (laughs) So the budget for this film was 129 million gross, 88 million net. This film grossed. I I just want you to guess how much this film made. Okay. I have not looked up any of this. What was the, um, sorry, what was the budget again? So the gross budget was 129 million, but 88 million net. Did it make... Did it break a hundred million? Mm-hmm. Okay. It profited. It made a profit. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna say two hundred million. Mm-mm. Higher or lower? Higher. Uh two hundred million and one. Two hundred and forty-four point nine million. God. I mean, were we expecting anything? Has an Adam Sandler movie ever <sighs> not profited? That's nearly a hundred and fifty percent profit margin. Give mm. or take, depending on what figure you're looking at, it's more or less. You know, but it really fingered anyone's bum who was born in the <laughs> 70s and grew up in the 80s. Like, it full-on played to that nostalgia. Oh, 100%. And all of Sandler's movies do. Grown Ups too, when he has that 80s-themed party. Mm, yes. And, he was, and, like, this whole movie was riddled with 80s soundtracks of just shitty songs, like um, that one that Lord covered and um, mm-hmm. the Queen, We Will Rock You. I was just like, ugh. Like just to, just to feed the shit into that into that forty year old man's mouth, you know. Yes. Speaking of um, the music, I feel like that song from the wedding singer all those years ago. Mm. The um, oh, I don't even want to sing it. I just don't. I I feel like he's had a constant hold on that song, and he plays it in all his it's movies. It's like in Black Mirror. That um. Yes, that, that reoccurring song, song, so you know that um, you're in a nightmare. You can shame me. Yeah, um, 
What's the name of the song? I'll I'll be there for you. Yes, because it yeah. also plays in the Christmas episode, and it it plays in all, of which them. is the Anytime. John Ham. Oh, John which Hamm. I, yeah, see there you go. What is it called? Black Christmas? No, it's White Christmas. White Christmas. You were close. <laughs> I was thinking of Black Panther. Um, basically, the movie opens with a flashback riddled with eighties music. Yes. And Sandler, of course, is an instant genius, plays one video game as a fucking champion. Mm -hmm. And then he loses one video game and his life is ruined. And it's like, basically, he's like, oh, well, I had everything. And then I, then I lost it all. It's yeah. like, so you never tried again. You went to one competition and then you never went back. And it was like, the reason why he won was because he could read patterns really well and he could predict how the video game would go. Not necessarily that he was having fun or enjoying it which is we'll come into later but the fact that he could just predict where things were gonna go yeah which is and then apparently you can't predict it in donkey kong because things get more random and that's the game that got him in the end yeah so he Ugh. basically like, you pay I... attention in the opening adam sandler movies because the flashback will basically give the whole plot of the upcoming movie yeah, you don't need to see anything more than the first five minutes. Um, so the guy played by Josh Gad, um, Lamansoff, which um, Lamansoff is a name that recurs frequently in Adam Sandler's movies. So is I looked it? it up. Mm, it's the name of his um, his good friend from school, from like university. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I was because I always see it like it was in Grown Ups too. And like a bunch in grown-ups, oh. obviously one. And, I just um, I just looked up a headline for this. I just typed in the name, and the he first headline that came up was "Some lunatic figured out how all of Adam Sandler movies <laughs> connect to each other." And it's that name. Oh no! Yeah, it's that name. It's that one name. Go um, on. so yeah, I just wrote down Lemonsoff as a recurring name. Um, and then Josh Gad's character has a crush on Lady Lisa. Oh God! Yep. Um, Ashley which is Benson. really weird. Um, yeah, he's played by Ashley Benson from um, The Worst Show Ever, which is becoming also a recurring theme what, in our podcast. What show is it? Pretty Little Liars. Oh. Like Lucy Hale was last oh, week. Oh, my you know, God. Got Ashley yes. Benson. Wow. God, I knew that she would look familiar. I didn't know where. Mm, so the entire cast of Pretty Little Liars <laughs> is now an enemy of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so he has this really gross crush on a video game character, which, look, it's not far off reality for a lot of people. Peter Dinklage's character was weird. And because he cheated early on, that means he would be a cheater throughout life and that he's a prison yeah. kind of guy. You know what they say, ladies, once a cheater, always a yeah. cheater. I'm never going back to you, Greg. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. God. He, he's, he, said, he said this... Um, this really great line which i wrote down oh. he looked destiny in the eye and blinked he said that yeah oh. i really felt that i mean that's quite deep mm. you don't blink um when you meet destiny no you have to like it's like a staring competition You're like who's gonna fall first yeah um another thing i want to touch on in this movie is once again with all sandler movies the objectification mm. of women and it literally is what transitions them into this into like the transition period between the flashback and then the modern present day um sandler and james 
and they're literally objectifying women. That's like their first bit of dialogue between each other. Yeah. And I was just like, gross. Kevin James was complaining about his overbearing wife, played by Jane Krakowski. Bloody friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Jane Krakowski, an astronomically hot woman who outshines Kevin James (laughs) to the absolute maximum. So I I did a couple of counts and I... For the sake of everything, Ooh. I stopped at 10. Okay, yes. And I got there several times over for the objectifying women bit. Mm-hmm. I also did account for product placement. Product and, placement, of course. And I cleared that in about 30 minutes. So the goal was to get to like 10 and you... <laughs> yeah, was and like, I yeah. was going to kind of stop up at that. So I got yeah. easily to 10 within 30 minutes and then I stopped counting, mm-hmm. which is appalling this movie goes for one hour and 46 minutes by the way but it feels a lot longer than that so much longer um and i also did a push-up bra count but i think due to the like political undertones of this movie there weren't as many yeah they they toned it down i would say i i counted three push-up bras um which is definitely a lot less than a normal sandler movie yeah probably because you saw you know the characters, you know, Michelle in jumpsuits more often than not. Yeah. The the, the push-up bra, I mean, when she first came in, she had, like, that blouse on and you couldn't really see, but you just yeah. knew that it was there yeah. anyway. Sorry, I should know? say um, Violet, I think, is the character's name for Michelle. Violet yeah. Van Patten or something. I didn't realise her first name was Violet until five minutes towards the end of the movie. Yeah, when he, she, he screams Violet. Yeah, like that. That I didn't even know that was her name. Was like, like, that's how important this character everyone is. Everyone was always like, person. Lieutenant, Colonel, or whatever. Yeah. I um, can, wait, let's talk about the first time that bloody Sam Brenner, Adam Sandler, meets uh, Lieutenant Colonel Violet. Oh, yeah. So, basically, he goes to her house because he's installing a massive Sony um, sound system. No TV and PlayStation and shit. Yeah, and we meet we meet and we Violet Sony because oh yeah they because sound we... off that it's Sony Sony, uh, and, uh, so to speak gets they check and we meet uh, this little kid who is the kid of Lieutenant Colonel Violet and mm-hmm. um, he explains how he's going through a divorce like his parents are going through a divorce and that he's he's cashing out basically on all this like that's why he has this big home. Uh, Home, home sisters, theater. home theater system that we need Adam Sandler to set up. Yeah, um, and then he starts talking about the yoga teacher, and Ugh. I just, I just knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're gonna go there, and they yes, did, and they did. He was like, oh, do you have a picture of this girl? Yeah, her name's Cinnamon with an S. She's nineteen. And, Cinnamon with and an a, S. And a mid forty Sandler says, "Have you got any pictures?" Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's disturbing and. So he's cracking onto his this child asking yeah. for pictures of his new stepmom. Um, yeah. And then his mum walks in the room and Adam Sandler turns around and goes, whoa. And she says, I'm sorry, whoa. And then it's just this oh. weird banter about how she oh. is really pretty and he was expecting some ugly woman to come around. Yeah. He he basically said, "Oh, I thought you'd be fat." Yeah, that's pretty much it. And you know, this actress is gorgeous, but it's like, oh, beautiful. Once again, let me iterate: all of the women in this movie are unrealistically stunning. 
And then, you, yeah, well, you juxtapose that with the male actors, and they're great character actors, some of them, but <clears throat> none of them have been hired for their looks. They've been obviously been hired for their, whatever, their comedic ability. Yeah, I really was interested in the scene where um, Sandler is playing a video game with Maddie, mm-hmm. uh, the young the young the boy. The young boy, yes. And he's about to leave and he needs um, Violet to sign the work order. Mm. And he notices that she's crying in her closet. So he goes in. She doesn't say, yeah, come in. He just kind of goes in. Um. And so he listens to her. She's crying and she's drinking. She's obviously not in a good mental state. He listens to her complaining about her life, which is pretty <laughs> shitty at the moment, given yeah. everything that's happening. Cinnamon. And he goes in for a bit of a, a bit of a, mwah, a bit of a, bit of a smoochy smooch because bit of a no, because no better time to attack a woman when oh, she's down. Yeah. Crying. Literally down. Fucking down. Why don't you? So, I mean, I couldn't, I have a couple of notes. Firstly, I couldn't ever believe a woman being comfortable around Adam Sandler. Mm-mm. Secondly, there was a really disgusting shot that I noticed of, it was like a wide angle shot and um, you could see Violet's legs. She was like kind of pacing and Adam Sandler was like lying on the ground and you could see there was like a shot and the shot kind of was framed so that she was like, she walked over to like the left side of the, of the camera. Mm. She stopped and like his head was like positioned like between her legs, like from the perspective. Right. And I was like, that is gross. So we're not even talking about females being written in an objectification kind of manner, but also positioned, positioned in the camera. That way. Yeah. I was instantly just like, whoa, uncomfortable. And yeah, it was very, uh, it was a lot. Which is like, it's sad. Like we've watched, uh, what is this? Like our fourth or third Adam Sandler movie. And we've mm. obviously seen other Sandler movies, unfortunately, throughout our oh, childhood. God. And it is a common occurrence that we can note to these types of films. Mm, it's like, I mean, just the shot alone, I was just like, whoa. Like I was really caught off by it. It was quite, it was quite out there. Um, so after he advances on her, he then like, somehow gets the moral upper hand. Yeah, he does. And he's like, well, you're materialistic because if I had a yacht, you would kiss me. And then he makes her feel bad using gaslighting. I yeah, was like, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, abusive. Like he's like, he's not a good person to women no. ever, especially not now. Like it's, it just keeps happening. <laughs> it and, keeps happening every time. This is a guy who in the movie says he's 208 pounds, which is 94.3 kilograms. Which I do not believe for a fucking second. <laughs> you no, could he... literally show me him on the scales and I would say, that's a lie. That is a lie. Um, right. Yeah, and, and then he... I can't remember what happens after that. Oh, they, then, um... they race. Like, he leaves and he's getting called by Kevin James to the White House and he brushes his teeth in the car or whatever. Mm. And because he... just anyone can go to the White House. And then, yeah, so he's heading to the White House because his best friend is the president, whatever. <laughs> but also this lady friend that he's just gaslighted is also started following him to the White House <laughs> and they, like, comically, you know, end up chasing each other right up 
almost to the Oval Office. And she's like, why are you following me? And then we find out, you know, that she is actually a lieutenant um, and that she's quite high up in the the ranks mm. and that he is just an installation guy who just happens to be friends with the president. And then he just, it's so embarrassing. Like, you can't have a, a Happy Madison movie without a really cringe and childish um, argument. Yeah. Yeah, like... Um, basically, this advisor in the White House says, Lieutenant Colonel Van Patten, um, you have to go to the Situation Room. And she's like, f- like she basically goes, hmm. like, mm. you know, oh, I'm so important. I have to go to the Situation Room. And then the advisor says, Mr. Brenner, the pol- the president is waiting for you in, this, in the Oval Office. And then she just puts on this face where I'm like, no one would do that face in the White House. I mean, no, no one before 2016 would do that face in the and White like, House. And, like, is the Oval Office really that much better? We know Kevin James is the president. Yeah. So. It's just, like, where he's at. And then. Yeah, it's um, just where he, where and he sits. And then he's like, and then what does he say? He's like, oh, he's like, someone's more important in this really childish voice, which, once again, I don't think anyone in the White House before 2016 said. And then he moonwalked in. Oh, and this is what I was going to point out. It was a weird cut to his legs moonwalking. So I'm going to say that it's not actually Adam Sandler moonwalking there and that they've got some (gasps) sort of double. Because why would they just randomly cut like that? But, you know, who knows? Adam Sandler would be the type of guy that, you know, watched YouTube videos and tried to figure out how the fuck Michael Jackson did moonwalking. I bet he tried really, really hard. Yeah. And he was banking on him being able to do it by the time they shot it. And then on the day they realised he couldn't do it. So they had to get some guy from the crew who could do it to just stand in for him 100%. Um, And so then Kevin James is like, I have to go to the Situation Room, stay here. Mm. Oh, yeah, we forgot the most important, like, the plot point of the whole movie. Mm. Um, there was an attack on video games. Oh, in yes. Guam. <laughs> We've forgotten the most. Forgot We've been so t- busy talking about how terrible um, Adam Sandler is to women that we just totally forgot to talk about the actual plot yes. point of the movie. Where was the first attack? It was in... It was in the army base in Guam. Yes, because they thought it was a... Yeah, they thought it was... I don't know what they thought it was, but they instantly became pixels. And that army guy was like, mama, mama. It was so <laughs> weird. Um, like he's literally crying out for his mama. So that happened. So this situation room meeting was called. Um, President Kevin James goes down to the situation room. They're all talking. There's um, uh, Colonel Lieutenant Van Patten is in there, as well as a really old man and a really annoying Young intern um, or something. Intern, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God knows what um, he was. Millennial intern, um, <clears throat> and that's pretty much everyone in the room. And this really hungry fat guy. Yes. Um, Setting so up they're all us discussing for multiple jokes. Oh, jokes about stuff. sandwiches, which nothing beats a good sandwich joke. Yes. Honestly, this movie and it happens in this in this particular part and throughout. It seems to be Adam Sandler. And his friends taking the moral high ground for being raised in a generation where you had video games, but you still went outside and socialized because you had to go to an arcade game. He gives old Maddie a bit of a a 
talking to because he's like, well, in my day, we had to actually leave the house to play video games and we socialized. And, um, and it happens in this scene again with the millennial in the room being like, no one, no, like no one plays those games anymore. And mm. like Adam Sandler takes, takes that high ground again. And calls, I mean, call, like... uses some dated reference, um, on Blue Lagoon or something he calls him. Yeah. Which like movies from the 80s. Like. He does that in all his movies though. Like in Grown Ups 2, he's like, oh, well, we're going to party like we did when we were young. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like. I just, it's it's a really annoying attitude to have, but again, it's one that a 40-something-year-old man with nothing better to do would just lap up like a fat cat, you know. But it goes against early Adam Sandler, who made his career by being the one going against. Like, he was that young mm. guy that did the pranks and all that in his really earlier work and his stand-up, I believe he was a stand-up yeah. comedian and all that. That was his, yeah. that was his shtick. But now he's transitioned into the other side of things. Well, that's pretty typical. I feel like um, that would be, you know, I feel like it's pretty typical for um, for people who were really popular back in the 90s to do, <laughs> to do yeah, that shit. That's true. Either that or they become like Ice Cube and they're just in everything. Yeah. This I, movie was missing Ice Cube. I yeah. don't think he would have done it though. No. I'm, I'm mad that Serena Williams did it. Yes. I, I was mean, angry about that. Can I just say sidebar about Serena Williams? Yeah. Um, she is literally like, when I think of Mother Nature, I literally see Serena Williams. Yeah. I see that I as feel well. Like, like, I feel like every time I get my period, Serena Williams just comes to me in a dream and just like fucking backhands me in my period. <laughs> like she just fucking hits a tennis ball right into my stomach. Then I wake up <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, Serena Williams. Um, that is so good. Oh, I, w- I wanted to make... A comment on this film about, so we're just going to diverge from the plot just momentarily, mm. about the fact Sorry, that I'm it's... Sorry, I'm just going to, give me a sec. I'll, I'm going to mute this, but I'm about to eat my other gherkin because it's just sitting there and I don't want it to go to waste. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'll, go to town I'll mute it. it. You can, mute, no, you can leave them it on. I'll put wanna... the volume down, Okay, but keep, keep going because I am listen. listening. Yes, of course. I want to comment on how the fact that this film is similar in ways to The Big Bang Theory, as in that it... Oh, Yeah tries to um i don't know it tries to bring light on this nerd culture mm-hmm. uh this geek culture and say mm-hmm. you know what these are cool kids too but what they're mm-hmm. actually doing is putting them at the butt of the joke still like they're still mm-hmm. in big bang theory and in this film mm-hmm. the butt of the joke is still the fact that they are geeks and that they are something that to be laughed at on isn't desirable isn't desirable and that's 100% the percent agree of the joke when they cl- they clearly are trying to be like, oh, geeks are cool too, but no, you're still pull- placing them at the at the wrong end. Yeah, definitely. And that um, is what Big Bang Theory has been criticised of, that they're trying to be about this countercultural geek, bringing it to the popular front, whereas really it's just poking fun of it at the expense of a joke. Yeah, definitely. The only difference um, being that there's no audience laugh track. Yeah, I think the only person who looked good was Adam Sandler. And that was for Adam Sandler's sake. Yes. Um, It's like, you know, you see geek comedies like the IT crowd, which is so fantastic and it's so good. And, you know, of course it still pokes fun at them for being geeks, but it never is in a malicious way. They're always considered, you know, 
it's always in a fun way. They poke laugh, they poke fun at themselves and at each other. But you know, it's it's from a way more positive and just a funnier point of view. Yeah, and it's like something the Big that Big Bang Theory and like you know all those kinds of things. Especially, I mean, Sheldon Cooper and you know how I feel about his character probably having some form of autism but like you know the the showrunners dance around it enough to kind of avoid ever being you know offensive by actually putting that word to to his idiosyncrasies when everyone's kind of like oh yeah well he's autistic but he's not but the showrunner said he's not so we can still laugh at him yeah and it's with the but co- he clearly is yeah and it's like that and pixels and all the cultural references that they make sometimes it's not done in a clever way where it's like oh i get that cultural reference and that's funny it's done because wait i don't understand what they're saying so they must be geeks so and that's funny to laugh at them it happens a lot in the big bang theory you're uh, like the joke okay. isn't that it's a pun the joke is that you don't understand or that he's over uh complicating things and it yeah. happens in this too like they make especially with um josh uh what's his name josh gad's character because mm-hmm. he is oh. he is the extra geek like he's, he's just the punching bag for yes. this whole thing like if you were to break him up like adam sandler plays the cooler geek and then josh gad actually plays this um character that they have been labeled as like a sad geek someone who still lives with his grandmother or and all that yeah played by friend of the podcast laney kazan oh you better fucking believe it she is the mom of uh, sorry the grandma of uh josh gad which we see in the flashback and as soon as that i was like oh my god shining star it's laney fucking kazan and Lainey, I was like, Lainey Kazan is back for the shining star. Yeah. I will put her forward once more. She's, um, she's the mother of the podcast. Like she, she plays... is our, our Jewish mother. Yeah. Of the podcast. We Jewish, love Lainey Kazan. Um, Italian, Greek. She plays Greek. all the ethnic mums. Oh, she's a Mediterranean mum. Yeah. <laughs> she's here for a glass of wine, a bit of cheese. Yeah. But you know what? We love it. And because, I mean, no one's listened to the Gili podcast. For, God, for all we know, it's it's lost forever. But um, on the oh, Gili yeah. podcast, Lainey Kazan was both of our shining stars. Yes. We both wrote yeah. down that she was our shining star. Our shining star. Um, yeah. Lainey Kazan absolutely shone in, in Gili. She was the one warm part of the movie. Yes. She, you know, I felt so comforted by Lainey Kazan. And then for so, you, for those who haven't seen Gili or Pixels, she's also the mum in... My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. She's great in that. And you knew her from something else, right? Meet the Fuckers. Oh, yes, Meet the Fuckers. She's also um, Mrs. Fucker. Yeah, she's fantastic. Everyone loves Lainey Kazan. If you don't, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. If you haven't seen Lainey Kazan and thought, that's, you know, that's a woman I want to be around. That's a woman I want to go shopping with in a in a homeware yeah. store. then. <laughs> You can tell that Lainey Kazan is going to be the one mum that bloody talks shit to your face but props you up behind your back. Oh, love it. That's what we want. That's what we want in a mum. She is my other mum. My second mum. Yes. Third if we're the podcast mum. Yeah. She's she's literally the mother of thanks I hate it. Um So moving along. Oh yes. yes. Sorry. By all means, you go. No. 
I mean, actually, no, I will mention this in yeah. the situation room before we uh, jump out of there. Yes. Um, I just wrote down, they mentioned impeachment relating to Kevin James's idea to take down the video game yes. aliens. Mm-hmm. I just thought 2015 was a simpler time. Yes. Because no matter what he does, we can't get him out. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that. I was if like, he... <laughs> um, this isn't that, this isn't that satirical or, you know. It was, it was almost like a, like they were teasing us, you know, like it's like, you know, your life could be easy. The biggest worry could be a fucking video game, you know. Yeah. I, I think if Donald Trump actually did this, people would just do what they always do. They'd just laugh. They'd do like a funny, like a think piece on HuffPost. Yeah. And they'd be and like, then we'd forget about it because the next shoulders. day he'd be he'd be back to waging nuclear war, or condemning ISIS, or ripping children away from their parents, <laughs> which is currently happening. Currently which is so terrible. Literally but... the worst thing ever. Um, but you know, haha, that's yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah. So 2015 was a simpler time. Definitely. So moving right along with the film, as we go along, more attacks keep happening. Well, actually, there's mm. only really three big attacks. Four? Yeah. Or, they, so the first so the one... aliens, yeah. So the aliens come communicate to mm. Earth via old 80s 80s TV. references, which actually spooked me out a bit. The Madonna one really spooked oh, me. I was like... That was creepy. How did it was they... late at night. How did they record actual 80s Madonna saying this? Like, it... <laughs> modern technology is just like... What? Yeah, the weird waxy faces was like yeah, it, it was, was hard. Like for me. some, like for some, it was okay. They clearly edited that or whatever. But the Madonna one really got me. I was like, oh my god, what have they yeah, done? That was, that was creepy. Um, yeah. So they communicate to Earth via these old clips from eighties TV, mm. and basically a tape that was filmed at the competition. That Adam Sandler, Peter Dinklage, Josh Gad, and uh, President Kevin James were at when they were teenagers yeah. was blasted into space for whatever reason. For why? How? I don't know, but it was somehow there was somehow room in the budget of this competition to, to do that. Then something into fucking. The abyss. Literally into the fucking abyss of space, which, as we know, is endless. Um, and of all the and... things that we've sent into space, <laughs> of all of them, the one thing that the aliens took and interpreted was this video. This tape of people playing video games, and they thought it was like a challenge. They saw it as a, come on, let's fucking fight to the death. Yeah. Let's, like, look, here's a video of 13-year-old... Greasy, sweaty, smelly boys playing fucking Donkey Kong. This is what our, this is our best let's, game let's, on, yeah. motherfuckers. I can't remember what the first attack was. Galaga. Like, oh yes, okay, yep. And then um, the other one in old India. I can't even remember what that one was. Some I sort don't of know what that one old was. retro game that just destroys the Taj Mahal and takes with it yeah. another. Um, Indian chap who never really gets explained why, but he's along it for the entire ride. Yeah, he end. never has another speaking role mm-hmm. after he gets abducted. Like he's just there, which says a lot. 
um, so by this point, speaks volumes. Kevin James has caught on that you know we need to fight, and our uh, Lieutenant Colonel Violet has picked up on the technology that is required to fight these pixels that is coming in from space. So she develops technology that uses light to attack them, and suddenly we're all ready, we're all suited up, and we know when the next yeah. invasion is going to happen, which is which in- is crazy. Like they go from being like so against it to like yeah, put. The entire budget, budget into in it. This. Yes, everyone's like on it's board. It's crazy. Um, oh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Regarding the Taj Mahal, oh, yes. whenever these movies come out, like, you know, Avengers and stuff, when there's just mass destruction, I just get so sad. Because <laughs> I, I know. think about the actual landmarks and I'm like, the Taj Mahal has been around for that many fucking years. Well, was everything it's restored? It's the end of an era. Well, you can't really restore restore the Taj Mahal. I mean, but there was pixels. I don't know. I don't know how the pixel I don't know. MCU were. No, not MCU. <laughs> the pixel U. <laughs> um, I, w- I hope that, that everything was just restored, but I feel like it wasn't. Like, there was so much damage done. Yeah. And to... I mean, the Taj Mahal seemed to be the only one, the only iconic thing that was attacked, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just like that. And then New York London City. And New York. But you can tell that no one knew anything about the UK because there wasn't a single London landmark no. in in the movie at all, despite there being fucking hundreds of them. Like there was no I think there was like maybe Big Ben at yeah. the least. But it's like you have so much to work with and you just like they didn't use any of it. Like and they literally just did it was like you could have just fucking done it in bloody Adelaide, for God's sake. I know. You wouldn't have tell. You wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Uh, uh, some footy field, and the depiction of the palms in this is so funny that, oh. that they're only concerned with beer or beer commercials or something like that. Because they had that one really good one. Yeah, and they were playing soccer. I mean, that's pretty the true. Two, I guess. No, there were three British people that had voice roles. Mm-hmm. There was the. Um, the colonel, really, really harsh colonel that had like that Jason Statham like yes. abrasiveness. Yes, I've seen um, him and stuff. I yeah, there was the British common person who was like, "Oh, it's a beer rad, then we'll fucking ride on." You yeah. know, and then there was the prime minister who just spoken nonsense, and she said, "Oh, the prime minister, know. yes, Harry yeah, Potter." Yeah, and she. Yeah. Wait, was she in Harry Potter? Yeah, she's um the aunt, Aunt Petunia. <gasps> Fuck off, she is. Mm. Oh my god, I just realized that. Yeah, I was like, I f- swear I've seen you before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she was like, oh golly gosh, tash stab it. Blah, blah, blah. It was ridiculous. Like it was so. It was such a. Oh, that was, was so dumb. That so was dumb. Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean. That's who it was. Yes. Wait, I... isn't Sean Bean also super abusive? Or am I? Th- no, I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking of Sean Penn. Oh, yeah, you're thinking of Sean Penn. Sorry, Sean Bean Sean was Bean. in Game of Thrones. I think oh, we yeah. Were, Sorry, we were Sean Bean, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, I think he's Scottish, is he not? I think he is. Sean Bean, that is one fuck of a name if you read it. Because like it looks like Sheen Bean, Bean or Seen Bean, yeah. <laughs> Seen Bean or Sean Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, the name Sean really fucked me up when I was a kid. I was like, why is oh, it Sean? It's I hated seen. the word Sean. He was born in Sheffield, which is in England. Um, but yeah. I hate hated the word Sean. 
Mm, spell like that. God. I think you can spell it another way. You can like Sean the sheep. You can spell it that way, which I like. Yeah. Or you could do Sean as in a Sean sheep, but but I guess. That, oh my god, that's the pun so. with Sean. Oh yeah. God. I did not even. Did you? Oh my god, it's been years. It has been years. Um, <clears throat> God, we're getting so off track, but this movie is hard to keep track of. Um, so then after that, they play Centipede and the guys in the army suck at it. Yeah. And I find it really hard to believe that army guys suck at anything that requires motor skills and hand-eye coordination, but that's just the nature of this movie. Yeah. Adam Sandler takes the light cannon and he's suddenly just a pro and he's a war hero saving everyone. Because somehow then, the applicable uh, motor skills required to win at the video game, which is done on a screen with a little knob and buttons, is the same as using and operating a gun. Well, Adam Sandler sure knows how to work a knob. Yeah. Precisely his own. Oi, burn. <laughs> Oi. Uh, yeah, so he slays that and then um, Violet Van Patten offers him crystal head vodka and then President Kevin James is like, the public can't see me drink, so everyone look away. Yeah. And he fucking down some Downs beer. A jug of beer. He just goes for it. Um, <sighs> it's, it's hard. And then they play Pac-Man. And they have the creator of Pac-Man. Yes. And they have Fiat 500s. Yes. I think they were Fiat's, right? Yeah. Fiat's I don't or, know or uh, Cooper, Cooper S's. Oh, Mini Coopers. I think they may have actually been Mini Coopers. Yeah. Either yeah, one. Were. Either yeah. one. They were Product pretending to be. either way. Yes. They were pretending to be the ghosts of, of Pac-Man. Yeah. But anyone who's seen the trailer fucking... would know that. Yeah. They have these fucking Mini Coopers on, right? And the thing that drove me nuts, like, how they were really trying to market this car as an actual sports car. I was like, you cannot drive that little fucking thing like that in real life. Yeah. And also, once again, applying the games he learnt to somehow he, Adam Sandler, was able to drive backwards in a car lot. It's called reversing. Reversing is very... (laughs) Tough to do back, like Hard. like driving. Yeah. Everything's flipped. I really yeah, don't think look, he would I be able to do it. I tried to reverse through a multi-level car park um, at top speed, but if I do, I'll be the first one to let you know how it goes. Okay, thank if you. If it doesn't result in my demise. Okay, thank um, you. Yeah, so basically, like everyone, so there's four ghosts, creative Pac-Man who's instantly wiped out when he tries to appeal to the pathos of the giant Pac-Man, which doesn't exist because it's a fucking game. Mm. Um, And he gets eaten up and pixelated and disappears. And then Josh Gad is out because he drives too slow and then the car gets eaten because, oh, yeah, because Pac-Man eats that pallet where he can become super powerful and eats everything. So he, like, gets fucked up and then he just kind of, like, lies on the road and... Um, Dinklage and Sandler just kind of drive around and, um, and then Dinklage, yeah. And then Dinklage gets out. Um, cause he, he, his car just inexplicably flies right into the water mm. and then Sandler basically cheats Pac-Man. He eats like a power pellet and then he reverses through a multi-level car park at top speed in perfect time, like basically chasing him. And then he fucks him up and pac-man dies he wins he's a war hero yet again yeah for the second time in a row now and this is when we think everything is good like this was clearly like you know pac-man's the biggest one he's been terrorizing for all they know this is like they've like they they've won twice now 
and they yeah. need to win one more time. But for now, they're you know they're they're pretty happy. They decide to throw a ball. They're feeling pretty complacent. They're pretty confident. Yes, they decide um, to throw a ball. Oh yeah, massive plot point we missed. Peter Dinklage ended up in prison for hacking. Oh yeah, and he had a list of requests that the president had to make in order to break him out so that he could help them solve or fight the aliens, including um, no taxes for the rest of his life. Um, which is, or yeah. which is like, just run a lifestyle company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or live in prison, right? Yeah. No, no, like he, he already had that. <laughs> and, um, then his other request was a threesome with mother nature, Serena Williams and Martha Stewart. And then basically he had a go at, and yeah, Serena Williams was there. She wouldn't crack on to him because who would, especially Serena Williams, who would. Mm. And then he was like, he said, oh, I wish I picked Martha Stewart. At least she would have cooked me a panini. And I just thought, add that one to the list. Yeah, add that one to the demeaning. Gross. Meaning list of quotes. At that point, I stopped writing notes because I just got over it, but I still have the movie burned into my memory. Yeah. So let's go, bonus round. Um, let's go. Let's power through the last like half of this movie we're up to about yeah, you know we're heading that, towards the end we're in the yeah, definitely in the last we act. had like kind of just hit the half two-third mark yes which is we're about to crazy. head into the third act yeah so matty is captured he's at the white house ball matty yep the young boy the, the, the yeah the son is captured um violet somehow just knows that he's been captured when he's captured like He's not even in the shot or anything, but she just knows. Mm. It's weird. It's revealed that um, Peter Dinklage was cheating. Yeah, his whole life. Cheated in the original flashback. Cheated the second time with the Pac-Man. Mm. All that. Jack. And the aliens found out and they said, well, you're not playing fair, so we're not going to play fair anymore either. And then so. Yeah, they unleash hell. They, basically, they, yeah. They let all the references oh, yeah. down they on just it. They just let it fly. Smurfs, and which so, was weird. I didn't understand. Oh, yeah. Was there a Smurfs game? There must have been in the 80s. Look. I guess it was just, just pop culture. I think, when, I think when Sony just sponsored this movie, they just got everything and they just said, you know what, we'll just do it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So basically Sandler's great idea is to get sucked up into space and fight them from there. Mm. Um, so him, Violet and the president go up to space while Josh Gad stays on earth and then meets Lady Lisa. Who is throughout the whole movie been this animation, this, I think it was in a video game, um, Mm. that he has loved since he was a little boy and now he's in a full grown adult and he still loves her. Mm. And of course things are getting, you know, brought to life. Uh, down here on Earth, and suddenly he is faced with this woman that he's loved his entire life but has never really met because she's just a simulation. And now she's, for some reason, uh, not a pixelated human, an actual human, which I didn't really understand. because she's the only thing that gets made into a real human. Yeah, because whatever. And But, you know, darndest luck, she is actually against him and he has to fight her. Oh, yeah, and she has no dialogue. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? And somehow she no gets, dialogue. he warns her. He wins her over. Yeah, somehow. I'm not sh- I can't remember how. He does As, something. Well, logic escapes this movie. 
Um, so somehow he wins her over by saying, you're the love of my life. She yes. goes, you know what? That makes it all okay. I'm going to stop fighting you now and I'll make out with you. So they make out. Um, oh, yeah. And when they win the game of Pac-Man, they got Cubit. Yes, they got Cubit the, from the little bouncing game that I've never played but only know through reference. I've never played any of these games. I have never played a video game in my life. Cubit, which is spelled instead of the U, it's an asterisk. Just fun fact. Oh, well, yeah, thank you. That's how you spell his name. Um, <laughs> so every time they win a challenge, they get a little prize, like a little trophy. Yeah. So they got Cubit. And so Cubit is squashed by something. Oh, yeah, that's in Donkey Kong. So, all right. They get up to space and what are they met with but Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. The, the, and Adam Sandler's like, fuck yeah, it's time time to go. Time, time for some re- redemption. Yeah. So it's his redemption. He, um, We Will Rock You starts playing. It plays for about five minutes. It's just like an instrumental track. Simultaneously, Josh you. Gad and um, Lady Lisa. Lady Lisa is down on earth. Mm. fighting off the beast and someone else who else is with them oh dinklage yeah peter dinklage is helping them out too um so at some point in the movie i don't know how i think it's kevin james who's like oh no um it's because oh yeah the monkey's like the monkey donkey gong is like girl you were cheating and he was like no i didn't cheat and then they were like oh no it was peter dinklage that cheated and he was cheating back then and that means that you're the world's best Donkey Kong player. And, and I was just like, yeah, in 1982, bitch. Yeah, this like, is real life where you actually once have again, to jump. Yeah. And once again, he never went back and did the competition ever again. So at this stage, it's been like, what, 33 years? Yeah. He's probably shit. Hmm. By yeah. comparison. Like, I mean, people have had that long to fucking practice this game. Yeah, but you know what? Through all his trial and errors, he makes it to the top and he hurls that fucking hammer right at Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong's chest and you know what? He explodes into a million pixels. And then they save everyone. They get back to Earth. The president's ratings are the highest they've ever been. Which doesn't make sense. And then the black army guy is like, you my dude, Obama my dude, you're my second favorite president. Because yeah. Obama... Like yeah, uh, very cringeworthy, um, although not the cringiest then, because oh, that's coming up. Not. Oh yeah, so uh, all the pixelated characters turn back into pixels, including Lady Lisa. Josh Gad is broken, heartbroken. He is heartbroken, um, and so basically everyone's congratulating Adam Sandler and Kevin James and um, Michelle Mo- Mo- M- M- Manahan. Um, and Josh Gad is looking sad. Um, oh, yeah, at one point he says, I don't want to die a virgin. Oh, that's when he's driving in the pack. Yes, thing, so. that's just a little like, bit of a flash. You didn't have there. to say that. We knew you were a virgin. Yeah. Um, so um, he's crying and he's really sad because Lady Lisa's gone and he said, you know, some really stupid thing about true love. Yeah, and everything and got taken back except the trophy. So we still got old yeah. Cubit. Yeah, so Cubit's still there. Um, and, oh, yeah, Cubit basically explains the entire movie, like the whole <laughs> plot points. He's like, once again, a really lazy vehicle used to just explain everything away. Yeah. Um, similar to the Mexican brujeria and Catholicism in Truth or Dare. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in this movie, it's Cubit. Uh, 
an alien trophy. Um, and so Cubit starts crying because he's really sad that Josh Gad is sad. And then he turns into Ashley Benson. Which is, I, I was like, is this voluntary by Cubit's behalf? Like, is he sacrificing his identity to become Lady Lisa in this situation? Or is this a glitch? Or I don't know. And I was yeah. like, no, no way is Cubit about it. And then they lampshade it by Adam Sandler going, is anybody else weirded out by the fact that now he's making out with Cubit? And no one cared. And then basically the movie's over and then there's a little after cut and Josh Gad is home. He now has a job, which I find hard to believe. And in the kids' room are five little baby cubits. Gross. Gross, which means bloody gross. Where's the scene where Ashley Benson gives birth to five cubits? Or like does he revert back to cubit and do like a whole um, kip? kiss from futurama thing where it just like all all the eggs like we don't know look (laughs) this movie this it was hard to watch should we stop talking about and get into some segments yes let's do the segments let's start off with a great one shining star i'm excited to hear what who your shining star is i'm gonna say it it. you're gonna hear it it's lainey kazan oh is it you can't you can't keep me away from lainey Amazing. Um, yeah, no, I love I love Lainey Kazan so much. Um, I wish we saw more Jane Krakowski. Yes, that she is my. Initially, she was going to be my runner up, like Shining Star, like you know, props to her. She's great. I love her. Mm. And then she flipped it and ended up being my actual Shining Star because of my other Shining Star, which was Serena Williams. Oh, see, I love Serena. Because and then she the ends up she, fucking him at the end. I know. That's what makes the flip happen. Because Ugh. throughout in the ballroom scene when she's dating Peter Dinklage, she's giving him smack. She's telling him that she's going to punch him. I was like, yes, girl. That is correct. But then she ends up fucking him with an implied Martha Stewart. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, Martha Stewart's got a panini ready for him as well. Don't you worry. Yeah. Don't you worry, Peter Dinklage. There's a panini like ready there's like a little fucking stick in it so that you don't so it doesn't fall everywhere don't worry so you can have you can have your cake and eat it too so yeah those are, that, so i would say i'll still go with serena williams as my shining star despite the ending yeah look serena williams is a shining star in every form of life do you know she's a qualified nail technician no i didn't know that that's amazing that's why her nails are always popping. She does them herself. She's yeah. honestly my queen. She yeah. could not get any better if yeah. she tried. And she's a uh, billionaire, oh. so she could pay someone else to do her nails, but no. She doesn't because she's just that real. I love her mm. so much. Okay. um, Yeah, look, Serena Williams is a shining star, but for me, I had to go with Lainey Kazan because she didn't get the love from Gigli as far as we know, so... Um, I had to just shout out to Lanny Kazan one more time. I will shout out That's to Lanny Kazan as many times as I need to. Yeah, I agree. I, I'll shout her out in movies that she's not even in. Yeah. She should, Reservoir she, Dogs, Lanny Kazan. Yeah. Um, she could be in. Like, she's yeah. fantastic. She could be in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. She could be in any movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next segment is where from here, but I just typed in no in my <laughs> box because I was like, can, this can stop here. here. Like there is already a prequel and it's called. Pixels. It was produced in 2010 by a French uh, director, and I recommend everyone go see that instead of this. It's only two minutes long. Um, it is a better use of your time. It sums up the entire oh. movie, basically, except it has a better ending. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, look, not good. Not good. Have you we got don't a... need another one. No. Uh, have you got a spew review? 
I d- wait, are we calling it that now? Yeah, I've decided just now. Spew review. Um, oh, I did have one. Hold on. Yes, I've got it here. This is from the New York Daily News. Okay. Posted by Joe Newmeyer yep. on July 22nd, 2015. Mm-hmm. Pixels review. Adam Sandler's video game adventure with Kevin James and Peter Dinklage scores zero. <laughs> Someone please retire. Adam Sandler. Pixels is the last straw for this has been. Not according to Netflix where they've like, they still have like three movies left with him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Sandler and director Chris Columbus, who didn't he direct a fucking Harry Potter movie? Yeah, I feel like he did. I swear he did. May have had the noblest intentions of their new movie. They didn't. They came to celebrate the affection Gen X guys have for classic video games. Instead, they bury that warm feeling under moronic jokes, lame action, drooling for hot chicks and sad-ass middle-aged neuroses. Thanks to that, Pixels is right down there with Jack and Jill as Sandler's dumbest flick ever. Here, the boy man plays a loser named Brenner. In 1982, Brenner and his pal Chewie are middle schoolers who love arcades, where Brenner comes second in a gaming contest. Flash forward to the present when Brenner is a mopey cable TV installer and Chewie, Kevin James, is, wait for it, this review was also before 2016. Yes. Wait for it, President of the United States. Not a shock to people living in the present, but it (laughs) was definitely a massive point of contention back then. But President Chewie has a problem. Back in 82, NASA sent a video of Brenner's arcade contest into space to say hello to aliens. Only the interstellar beings mistook it as a declaration of war. Um, Look, I spent every weekend in 1982 in arcades, but that didn't fry my brain enough to make pixels fun. Every few summers, something like this appears. They want to be Ghostbusters, but are just lousy. Pixels ratchets up up the atrociousness. Every joke is forced. Every special effect is unspecial. When the aliens use various Reagan-era pop cultural artifacts to Mm. deliver warnings, it's not even worth a smirk. Worse, the movie twists itself around all of Sandler's ticks. Forget Harry Potter director Columbus, this movie is a one-player game. All the star's usual signposts are here. Moronic middle-ager winning over an attractive woman. A kid looking up to a doofus as a role model. People making up nicknames based on appearances. As for Sandler himself, he slumps around so lazily he's like a Robotron. James just follows in his pal's lead, enduring jokes about his weight. Gad is momentously annoying. (laughs) Dinklage, speaking in an odd urban patois that's incongruous and offensive and also unexplained, is the only real actor here, but is stuck in a clown show. A ragtag group of goofballs fighting bigger-than-life forces can work, but the dipstick pixels is as much fun as a broken joystick and not even half as smart. Boom. Look at that. Boom goes the dynamite. That was brilliant. Uh, Yeah, Chris Columbus did direct Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone. And Chamber of Secrets and The Help mm. and Rent. So he's got a lot of good films under his belt. Good movies. The Help was great. What mm. the fuck? I know. Um, with my spew review, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. And this one's called... Oh, yes. Ignore the pretentious and pompous film critics. <laughs> Here we go. It's a user review, of course. I do the, I do the user reviews. Oh, my goodness. So here we go. I'm really not quite sure what the film critics were expecting from this film. It's a movie about a video game (laughs) apocalypse starring Adam Sandler. What in the world were they expecting? Citizen Kane? The Godfather? (laughs) 
The problem with these so-called film critics today is that they're impervious to accepting anything at face value. I believe it got such awful review- reviews from the critics because it starred a lot of big name actors, and maybe they expected more substance from them. But you have to look at the source material before making them, the, oh sorry, those determinations. This is a tongue-in-cheek slapstick comedy that's meant to entertain people, especially those who grew up in the 80s and can relate to the video game evolution nostalgia of that time. If you watch this movie with that mindset, I guarantee you will not be disappointed. That's it. And I was like, that is exactly everything that we've said against this film. Literally every last thing that we said was like that, ugh. You can't speak logic to people that like Adam Sandler movies, unfortunately. No, unfortunately um, no. Wow. wow, okay. Wow. I love that. Like, experienced film critics, don't listen to them. Listen to me, <laughs> a, a 40-something-year-old man who knows what it's like to play a video game. Okay, Grandpa. Okay. Have you got a get on that for us? You know what? I do have a get on that. Um, it's a little bit lame. Uh, it's an app. It's a game. Mm-hmm. It's called. Okay. Let me whip out my phone and see. I've been. I only just recently downloaded. That's um. It's called appropriate. Egg, Inc. Egg Inc. E G G comma I N C dot. Oh, like Egg Incorporated. Yes, exactly. And basically, <laughs> what you do is you create. You have a little little farm, and you have a little hatchery where you make chickens. And these chickens make eggs for you and you sell these eggs for profit. And the goal is to have the most profitable egg farm. Oh, okay. And then, like, you originally start off with having just basic eggs that you sell for, like, you know, 25 cents. And then you move Mm -hmm. up to the next one where they're, like, healthier eggs. And then you move to the next one where they're, like, medicine eggs, where they heal people. And those are sold for, like, $5. And then you move on to rocket fuel eggs and, like, it gets crazier and crazier. Damn, Damn, I like that. That's my app. I like it. What about you? Um, Got to get on that. My my get on that is something I've been using this to fall asleep every night. Mm. Um, I sometimes have to start work at five in the morning, so I have to be up at like three thirty yeah. for that. Um, and so that means that I generally have to be asleep quite early, yes. so that I can have enough sleep. Yes. Um, because not getting enough sleep is a problem for me. Um, so I have to do something in order to fall asleep. I can't just lie in bed and wait to fall asleep because that just doesn't work for me. Um, so I tried meditating, didn't work. Mm -hmm. I tried ASMR, didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I found did work and I've been doing it ever since is this documentary on Netflix. It is called the strange name movie. It is so boring. It's just about people with weird names. Um, and they kind of just talk about how they've affected their lives. And they're not really that bad. Oh, okay. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, like one day I sat down in high school and introduced myself. And they asked me, what's your name? And I said, well, it's Bob Dwyer. And then they all said, oh, Bob Dwyer. And I was like, oh, yeah, Bob Dwyer. And they gave me a little bit of shit, but that's pretty much it. Like that's kind of everyone's story. Yeah. Um, like the only person who really had a heart was a guy whose last name was Gay. And he was like, everyone called me gay. I'm not even gay. And that was like it, you know. And it's like, okay. Yeah. 
it's no like offense, you don't they... even have the worst part of being gay in like yeah. the 1970s. Yeah. Which is actually being gay. And then there's a weird thing. Is it a documentary? Like, is it supposed yeah. to be set up like that? Okay. Yeah, it's set up in a documentary. Really low budget, really like low special effects kind of weird stuff. It's just super, super boring. Like just Midwest kind of people talking about how hard it was. That Every last one of them is white. Like it doesn't even get into like, you know, being bullied in a racist way for having a foreign name. Like it literally is just, just like, oh, you have a name that, you know, oh, your name's Timber, like Timber. That's a bit quirky. <laughs> so it's so boring. Like it's the most boring thing I've ever watched in my life. And so far I've gotten like 20 minutes in. Mm. So it works really well. Like you know all I have to do is watch it for 20 minutes out like a light. I'm so glad you are getting a good night's sleep now because of that. I'm or that so you were getting to bed on time. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about me. If <laughs> I need to sleep, I'll chuck on this movie and I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm what a, is it? You're down like a log, out like yeah. a light. Out like a light. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Sleeping you want to do Thanksgiving for this film? Like, who do you want to thank especially? I want to thank absolutely nobody for making this movie. Yeah. I want to thank you all for bringing pain and suffering to my life. I want to thank Chris Columbus for making such great films and then just deciding to do a shit house film with this one. You know what? I want to thank his um, transparency. You know, this movie is a big fuck you to everyone. Yeah. He said, He's like, you- I got my check. Now it's time for me to ruin that. Yeah, exactly. And I also want to thank, uh, you know, Netflix for bringing it into my house. Yeah, they made it really easy. I didn't have to watch a a Vietnamese captioned <laughs> camera video, which yeah. was helpful. Yes. Right. So we've been talking for a bit, so we should wrap this it's mother up. It's been a really long time. It's Guys, it's time for us to go. It's we've had time it. time for us to go. I mean, what's? I'm just going to pull up my calendar because if I'm not mistaken, next week is... No, sorry. We still have one more week left of June. We have one more week left of June before our July special Mm -hmm. hits. So you guys get excited. Stay tuned. We're going to have a July special all for the month of July. But um, next week we'll have one last episode before we hit July. And then in August we'll be back to just more shitty movies. Yes. But But July is – they'll still be shitty. Yes. Fabulous. Well, in that case, guys, we are signing off. We'll see you next week. We'll see you guys – later in the next week for another episode yeah so we can't wait can't wait we'll see you then bye bye bye